Welcome back to Die Sexy, the podcast that talks about all there is to achieve ultimate health and vitality. Your host, longevity specialist Adrian Smith and coach Kayla Senko will bring to you an integrated approach to the human body. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Die Sexy podcast with Adrian Smith, Coach Kayla here with me. Today, we're going to talk about something fun, which is training, um, particularly program design. Lord knows I am a program design snob, and I think that just like any food plan, a good training plan makes a huge difference. Um, I've had the privilege of working with some of the top in the world when it came to program design, uh, Coach Poliquin. Coach Benoit, uh, quite a few of them. And I will tell you that it makes or breaks anything. I mean, Kayla, what's been your experience as far as the training program goes? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my experience um, with training with you is um, there's a lot more, and it should be, there's a lot more focus on tempos, rest, obviously the types of exercises we utilize and the way that we um, put them together in a complete workout. So there's, there's those little fine details really make a difference. Yeah, for sure. And that, and that's with anything, but you know, unless you're a professional and even sometimes then I've seen some really not so great programs written by quote unquote professionals, but, um, for the average person walking into the gym, I think that that is probably one of the most missed ideas is an actual program, you know, mm -hmm. and sometimes you can download something and you get it and, it and it can be better than nothing. If you're, if you're beginning at this, if you're new at this, um, as time goes on though, you, you want to look for, how should I say more precise training program? Yeah. Uh, the other thing with my training programs is when I work with people individually, I get to add in the quote unquote corrective exercise as well. So you can change someone's, let's see, joint issues, instabilities, misalignments with the right exercise and the form, right? Form matters too. So I think today what I would like to get into is just talking about three minor points, three little things that can, that should be a focus in every training program, no matter if someone's writing it for you, if you're writing it for yourself, um, regardless of the exercise selection at this point, I just want to talk about these three little key points. Um, first one, what is it? Working sets. Yeah. So working sets, working sets are how many sets that you're actually doing with the right amount of weight. Okay. So, you know, for instance, if we're looking at what's called a straight set, a straight set of six, you actually work your way up to, you get that six rep. Okay. Meaning, how do I do this? Let's say you're doing a bench press and your working set of six reps is, let's say, 100 pounds. So you don't want to start counting those reps when you're warming up with like 50 pounds on the bar. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So you wait till you get there. So a working set means you've warmed up, you're ready to go. You're no longer guessing. And this is what your weight is. Okay. okay. This is what your load equals. So when we look at that, we look at not just per workout, but you're looking per body part, and you're looking for the entire week of training. Right. Okay. So I've, I've heard um, a popular YouTuber say, talk about up to 52 sets per week. That's a lot, first of all, a lot. And I am, as you know, I'm, I'm a high volume kind of girl when it comes mm -hmm. to sets anyway. Um, I have yet 
to find the research on that. I was I was trying to find that research for for this podcast and also for my uh, uh, Instagram story or a post that I did this week, and I could not find it. So I will keep digging for that, you guys. But in my experience and from what I've learned, even from Coach Col- uh, Coach, Coach Poliquin in the past, is sets matter. So it's how many sets you're doing per week per body part. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we have this thing called training age. Training age means if you've been in the gym or training professionally or consistently, let's just call it consistently, for less than two years, you're a newbie. Okay. If you've been training for two years or more, you are advanced. I would say two to four years is is medium range, you know, kind of. Mm -hmm. But then once you get past that, you know, it's crazy how the rules change once we've been going to the gym for so long um, because we are human and we don't always keep morphing into these crazy muscle bound lifting choo-choo trains over our head kind of people, right? (laughs) Um, So they're saying that if your training age is under two years, you're looking at anywhere from 10 to 15 sets per body part per week. That's not reps, but that's sets, right? If you've been training over that two-year range, two-year time frame, then you're looking at sets up to, from what I can find in research, 42 sets per body part per week. Now, that does not mean that we're going to be doing it in one day of exercising. So if you're doing, you know, if it's a hamstring day, you're not going to do 40 sets of hamstrings on Monday. Okay. That would be broken up into two, three, maybe even days a week. Mm -hmm. When we talk about this, this could be, you know, each person to some extent has a quote unquote legging body part. Kayla, you've been with me long enough to know maybe when I design my programs for clients in the gym, most of the time when they start with me, it could be six months to a year before I even give them what we call anterior muscle exercises, meaning they're not bench pressing. They're not doing a lot of direct quad work. We're primarily working on the posterior chain. Posterior chain should be about 80% stronger than our anterior chain. Most humans, we are frontal people. So everything that they we do is in the front of us. Mm-hmm. Due to the way that we sit, our lifestyles, we become very tight or strong, if you want to call it that, in our front side of our body, our, in our anterior chain. So if I'm working with somebody and I and we're changing the posture, I'm getting them to find the, the back of their body, especially things like the trap two, trap three, rhomboids, the rotator cuff, understanding the difference, really getting them in tune. I'm going to give them posterior chain work two to three times a week, depending on how many days they train with me, right? Right. right. Um, so that's balancing it out. So you may get into that. Maybe you're somebody that has great quads. You don't have good hamstrings. So maybe you want to work your way up to focusing on just hamstrings, you know, that many sets per body part per week. Um, so that's kind of how that works, you guys. That's that's the science behind that. That's also what I've experienced. It's also what I've been told for over 20 years. So as much as the quote unquote studies are new, they're really not, not um, for me at mm-hmm. this point in my career anyway. Um, so does that make sense? Do you have any questions on that, Kayla? Anything I need to clarify? Um, no, I think that that makes sense. Okay. Um, and if you guys want more info on it, please let me know. Um, so the second thing that we're going to talk about is the intensity. Okay. Intensity means 
the effort you're putting into your training, okay? Or, or each rep, each set, each day of training, each hour you're in the gym, okay? Um, man, I could go down. I feel like that, that can be a mind game too, like whether you're in it or not, you know what I mean? I have some days where I'm like, yeah, I can lift that, and other days where I'm like, yeah. Absolutely. That I was just going to say, there's a huge rabbit hole that we can go down with intensity, but yeah. you know, for this, this podcast, I want to kind of just describe it and talk about it lightly. Uh, we can also, by all means, get into what it means and, and like how you said, like what those things mean, looking mm -hmm. for the difference between central nervous system fatigue, neuromuscular fatigue, muscular fatigue, understanding glycogen stores and why that could be fatiguing, yep. stress levels, cortisol levels. Did you just get into a fight with somebody before you walked in the gym? Did somebody cut you off on your way there? And just then that depends on like what, like if you're dopamine driven or right. Yep. Neurotransmitter. Yep. Well, neurotransmitters, again, huge topic we can get into are going to determine how many sets per rep per week. Yeah. So yeah, this like all of this fluctuates. That's a why lot. this is this is the basics. Yeah, we're getting into the basics here. We're at the tip of the iceberg. At Sorry, this point. I just opened up that door. Didn't you sure I? did. Sorry. Damn it, Kayla. Listen, right, we're going to lose our audience here. <laughs> okay, intensity. So, so intensity is again the, the effort you're putting into it. Now we know perceived or rep uh, perceived expenditure of uh, uh, fatigue. Right, those are out there a lot. Knowing the difference between you know getting let's say you're supposed to get 10 reps out, you should be getting quote unquote fatigued or having a harder time at about eight reps mm -hmm. to push out those other two. Okay. Now, time, time and time again, I see people like going past their rep range and just like being able talking to their friend next to them. It's like, no, you're not, that's not how, that's not how it works. You're no. not going to get results if no. you're doing things like that. No, listen, if you can um, be doing a bicep curl or a bench press or a squat and you're talking to your friends, you're singing your music, you're, you know, looking around the room to see who's looking at you, you're that, that you're not, that's not intense. Okay. No. That's not intense you're, at all. You're missing that one piece of the program. You say. are. And, and one thing I will mention in there is you always want to make sure your range of motion is to the full extent at, at both ends before you worry about increasing the intensity. So intensity mm. is the amount of weight that's kind of being there. Again, that, that perceived exhaustion rate. Okay. Um, with intensity, like I just said, you're looking at getting that, that stick point or that, that last few forced reps. Now, again, forced reps doesn't mean, you know, Charles used to say it, you sh your spleen should be coming out of your left eye, not your right, but your left eye. And when you're doing that, well, <laughs> If you're in a meet or if you're competing and that's that's where you're at, okay, fine. On an average, though, we don't need to hit that that high of intensity. And I'll tell you what, there as much as you think you're done, you shut down that brain and those muscles take over, and you'll be surprised at how many reps you can continue to get underneath the load if you really want to. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So that again is where professional guidance kind of comes into play. But if we're talking about just general gen pop, you're going in, you're hitting a gym. You want to at least, like I said, you you got 10 reps. You want to start getting really harder at about eight, but you still want to be able to get that 10 out with good form, mm -hmm. especially if you're by yourself. So intensity can also be, you know, how the tempo of it, right? So we talk about the tempo. We talk about the the four numbers that equal a certain thing. We'll get into that later. Um, so let's say you're by yourself and you're doing a bench press with 100 pounds and you're getting stuck at eight, you're getting out your 10 and you're like, man, okay, so I've at my top rep range. 
So now what I need to do is add some weight to where I get up there, or I need to keep my weight and let's see if I can get one more rep. Okay. Cause that's adding intensity too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you keep the same weight and you get it out. All right. But you're by yourself and you're like, man, I'm going to die under this bar. Right. Well, sometimes that's a good thing because that adrenaline will kick in and hell, next thing you know, you got it up. But for safety, safety first kids, if you don't have somebody in the gym with you, what you can do is slow your tempo, Mm -hmm. slow down your eccentric, slow down your concentric, do a pause at the end end range. um, And the next thing you know, that weight has gotten a little bit heavier. So you've increased your intensity of that load. By simply slowing down your movement, you didn't have to get more um, weight on the bar. You don't need a spotter. Your form is still going to be good. And you know 100% you can get that weight up. Yeah. Okay. So that's when we start to get under tempo or, you know, time under tension, which is your intensity. So again, intensity is very easy. You just get in there. You push it hard. You don't baby it. You're sweating. Well, you don't have to sweat. But You need to be getting a little bit. There should be some sort of force to that movement. Okay. Last one, recovery or the time between sets. Yeah. So your time between sets is going to make a big difference. Um, This is not general recovery, meaning what's happening the 24 hours to 48 hours after you lift on that body part, but what's happening the minutes, seconds in between. So I think a lot of people think that if they go from one to the other or short rest periods are going to burn more fat. You know, they get this muscle pump. That's great, you guys, but it's not always true. Okay. Um, again, when you look at program design, you have to look at what your, what your goal is. Okay. So I I've done some talking on my social media about skinny fat and obese. Okay. Either way, you don't have a lot of muscle mass. As we know, the organ of longevity is your muscle. So it's not just how much muscle mass you have, but the quality of your muscle mass makes a difference. So regardless of your training, especially if you've been training for less than two years, I don't care what your quote unquote body composition is. You need to be focused on building muscle mass and strength. Okay. Because you can have a lot of muscle mass and not be strong. We, we, I can point out a lot of a lot of people that that happens to, they look like they are the strongest people in the world and they're not. And then you have small people such as myself that is much stronger than I look. Either way, if you're training under two years, I think your your focus should be muscle mass gaining. When you train that way, you will lose body fat. It happens. I've been doing it for 26 years with clients. I know it works. So you don't always have to have a short rest period. Okay. Either way, you're looking at neuromuscular fatigue. Okay, that means that your muscles may be ready to go because they're kind of, if you want to think about it, they they have a brain, <laughs> but they're kind of dumb. Okay, they can do whatever they need to do. They, you know, there's a saying that I heard many, many years ago that the difference between an athlete and a regular person is an athlete will respond without thinking and their body will be okay doing so. Whereas mm-hmm. a normal person thinks and then they end up hurting themselves mm-hmm. because they're not letting their body take over. Right. Yeah. So when you're do when when you have your rest periods in between, it can be anywhere from let's be real, ten seconds to three minutes, six mm-hmm. minutes, even depending on what you're doing, depending on your neurotransmitter, as you brought up earlier. So make sure that you understand that in the beginning, especially your rest periods are going to give you the time to recover to add, like I mentioned prior to your intensity. intensity. Yeah. Okay. 
if you don't take enough rest period in between, you're not going to be able to get another rep out. You're not going to be able to add the weight. You might actually have to come down and wait, which is an okay thing to do if you're doing the program for that. Straight sets are going to probably require you to drop your weight a little bit if you pick the right weight to begin with in the beginning. Okay. Um, there's reverse pyramiding, there's, you know, pyramiding, there's, you know, going up with weight each load, there's going down with weight each load, there's going up with reps each load, there's going down with reps each load. I mean, my God, you guys, program design is amazing, um, which is also why, in my opinion, it's very hard to learn as well as it's hard to teach mm -hmm. because every method that I can find, there's so many ways to alter that one method. Okay. That means you're changing the method. Don't get me wrong to some extent. But that just goes to show you, I mean, it's crazy to think about the fun that you could do with program design and then what you could do with program design, meaning you can take a method and then all of a sudden change it and turn it into a correctives program. We'll call it that. You can turn it into a fat loss program by changing the rest period. You can turn it into a uh, strength program by changing the rest period. You can turn it into a mass gaining program by changing, right? It's mm -hmm. fucking crazy the things you can do, right? So these three things all together are going to make a difference. So again, we'll go through them. The first one is your, how many sets per rep you're doing per week for each body part. The second one is going to be the intensity. So what you're doing in there, including focusing on what you're doing in there, connect yourself to the muscle that you're finding, get intense in your brain. Because isolating a muscle is also very intense. As a matter of fact, when I work with people, what do they say off the beginning is, my brain is so tired yeah. right now, yeah. you know? Um, so start over. The first one is going to be how many sets per body part per week you're doing. The second one is your intensity. So how hard you're putting your effort towards that lift, towards that exercise and the isolation of that exercise. Um, as well as the third one is your rest periods in between. Make sure you're getting that neuromuscular fatiguing to go away so that you can actually get the intensity out of your out of your exercise as well as then that will equate to getting those sets that you need mm -hmm. to get. So it all goes together. It all pyramids together. And that equates to a very good program design. Absolutely. Um, great chatting with you, Adrian. I'll talk to you next week. But if anyone is interested in uh, working with us, you can go to Adrian's Instagram account, which will be linked in the description below. She has a link tree in her uh, description. So, yep. And then you will be able to fill out a application to see if uh, we are ready for one another. All right, guys, we will see you next week and talk to you soon. All right. Bye.